heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, all right, all right. What's up? Yo, what's going on? We got a Tuesday. We got a Tuesday edition of the Taz Show coming at you. Right now, live, live, baby. Unless you listen to the Audio On Demand or maybe the VOD. If you listen to Audio On Demand, you might be listening to it on Spotify or TuneIn. Or the ever-famous iTunes or at Play.it. So if you're doing that, I appreciate it. Maybe you're checking out the VOD at Tashow.com or uh, or maybe you're listening live at Tashow.com or watching live at Tashow.com. Whatever you're doing, I appreciate it. As long as my show's involved, I love you. If my show's not involved, then you can go jump in a lake, as my old man used to say. Go jump in the lake, jobber. He didn't hear that part, but I did. So, look, if you want to call the show, it's a very simple process. We're going to chatter up some raw here in a little bit. Uh, in a, a slimmed down edition of the Taz Show, we're ending this thing at 8.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern. So, you might want to jump on the phones if you want to call. If you don't want to call, you don't have to. Attention, hotline fans. That's an 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Yeah, that's right. So, um, also, before I get rolling with the show, got to remind you guys. Um, got the big special coming up. Big three-hour live special. That's right. Live special coming up this Sunday, right after Survivor Series. Instant React Jones. Yeah, you're damn right. So uh, that's going to be on CBS Sports Radio. And uh, eh, probably tomorrow or the day after, I'll hit you up with a bunch of different affiliates that the show will be on. I know WFAN in New York City will be carrying it. I'm pretty sure WIP in Philly. I'll get the rest of them for you guys tomorrow. There's the graphic for those watching the video. Uh, so right there, Survivor Series, uh, basically a react show. So um, keep my fingers crossed they do a good show. I think they will. We shall see. Um, Raw last night was interesting. I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, also, in this particular episode of the show, even though it's a slimmed down version and I'm wrapping the show at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, Uh, The PW Insider Report will happen with my man, Mike Johnson. Yes, Mike Johnson will be on the show today uh, giving us his report, the PW Insider Report, whatever that is. He'll tease whatever he's going to break news on on his uh, website, which is what he does. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so in some uh, some football news before, because I got I, I don't have a lot of time. So in some football talk last night was Monday Night Football for those that maybe was bouncing back and forth from Raw to that, or maybe uh, you're a, a Jints fan, otherwise known as the Giants. Maybe you're a Bengals fan. I don't know. I'm a fan of neither. I have no heat with either of these pro, you know these, these teams, but I watched none of the game. But the Giants were the victors. The Giants won in a close one. It seems 21 to 20. Giants victorious there. So uh, the Eli Manning, the quarterback of the New York Giants, uh, 28 of 44, 240 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And mid-row Jones on that. That's I mean, a lot of action, a lot of work. Two INTs, three touchdowns. I don't know. I like Eli, though. The Odell Beckham, New York Giants famous wide receiver. Guy's a rock star, by the way. 
10 receptions, 97 yards. That's legit. One touchdown. It's a lot of catches. The Cincinnati Bengals uh, quarterback Andy Dalton. I believe he's a pride of, uh, he's a Horn Frog, TCU. Mikey, maybe you could, yes, TCU. Mm-hmm. The Horn Frogs. The Horn Frogs, that's right. TCU, pride of TCU right there. Andy Dalton, he was 16 of 29, 204 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And my man on my fantasy team, A.J. Green, seven receptions, 68 yards, but he had no touchdowns. That's a problem. Now, I did not look at the updated, uh, the final final of the fantasy football Jones. I'm going to do that. I wanted to save that to do it on the air. So you guys can get my absolute reaction to see if I defeated that Benedict Arnold two-face crying Brian. That is his real name. So I'm going to look at that right now because him and I, he was beating me. He was beating me a little bit. And he had one guy playing last night and I had one guy playing in AJ Green for the Bengals. And I'm going to the scoreboard right now. And so this is what happened. Son of a bitch. Bastard. You mother effer! I lost. Damn it! Damn it! Stop! Don't want to lose to Brian. He beat me 87. I had 87. He had 109. It's AJ Green's fault. How many points did he get? No touchdown, Jones. Hold on. AJ Green. It's seven points. You suck, AJ! Dumb with him. I'm benching him. Am I screaming? <laughs> David Capicota on the Twitter. No show today? I don't know. I'm, I feel like we're doing something. Are we streaming? I think we're here. I think we're live. Dave, turn up the volume, son. We had a minor tech issue. We started a little late. Sorry. On time Jones over there. Back to the football. Sidetrack. But I'm a pro. I keep at it. That's why I won awards. So, yeah, uh, 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 whatever. I'm so mad. I'm thrown off. Just thrown off about losing. Crying Brian. Can't wait till he comes in today. I swear I'm going to just, I'm going to tackle him. I'm going to smash him. <sighs> People are calling the show already. I don't know why you want to talk to me today. I'm starting to get in a little bit of an irascible mood. But I'm going to talk about Raw here in a second. And uh, I'm going to get into it right away today. I'm not going to play games. Okay, because they, they did some interesting stuff, especially at the end of the night. I thought they did some interesting stuff, and I liked how they started it. They kind of, they buttoned up the start of the show into the back end of the show, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay, they have Mick and Stephanie come out to the ring in the beginning of the show with all the talent on the stage. And what we see is Mick and Steph trying to inspire for Survivor Series this Sunday, their raw unit, their team, to just conquer and beat the SmackDown dudes and girls. On Sunday. So I liked that part. I thought that was cool. And it segued into a match. And it was a good match, I say. It was uh, Sheamus and Cesaro against Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. I thought this was a good match. I liked the match. Uh, these, are, these are four guys that get a lot of TV pl- uh, push and plug. So, you know, they're all four well-known commodities. You got the, you know, you do have the champion, the universal champion Kevin Owens in a tag situation, but I understand it in this realm. It doesn't bother me as much because, you know, the, the theme, it kind of the thread a little bit of from Stephanie and Mick was they want, they want teamwork. They want everyone to kind of get along. Let's see who can gel well because we need to work as a cohesive unit. 
going into Sunday against SmackDown. So that kind of was the kind of the overtone theme that I think Stephanie put out there. Hence why you'd have the Universal Champion in a tag situation here, I guess. I, I have no problem with that. I do like this, though. There was a spot in the match by Cesaro. He did a kip-up into a leapfrog and then a drop kick. This is He did this all with and on um, uh, Roman Reigns. Um, so yeah, Roman Reigns. Man, yo, let me tell you something. He's a big dude, Cesaro. He's, he, I know he's pretty tall. I never met him, but I, I think he's about 6'4", 6'5"-ish in that world. And uh, as you guys know, Roman Reigns is another big cat. So he's well over 6'2", 6'1", in that world, you know. These type of spot, that type of spot, you don't see cats that big. <laughs> That's the difference in today's world of pro wrestling. You know, how athletic this generation is. That's something a lot of people don't talk about and take for granted. And I think that's something that's that we need to, and I try my best on my show almost every day, to put a spotlight on the athleticism of so many men and women in today's generation of professional wrestlers. And that one spot, you know, you know who I am, guys. You know I love to nitpick and take the most small nuance and either I put it over or I bury it. In this case, I'm putting it over Because this spot encompasses to me What today's generation of the bigger wrestlers are Or just wrestlers in general It's athleticism It's rare that you see guys that are this size That can do this type of stuff A kip up quickly into a leapfrog Quickly into a dropkick Yo, and it's a spot they just did in the match But I'm telling you right now That from a physical Timing perspective as a professional wrestler is not easy. Take it from me. I was not ever able to do a kip up. I was not ever able to do a leapfrog. I was not ever able to do a drop kick. <laughs> Those three moves I couldn't physically do, but I could teach you how to do it. That's what's weird about me. I could kind of teach. I'm really good at teaching you how to do a drop kick. I just can't do one. I'm one of those guys. I've talked about that in the past. But. Anyway, what I'm saying is the athleticism of today's wrestler, to me, in that spot right there, just shows you how it's a little bit different in this day and age than years ago. In my generation, which was right before these guys, or maybe one or two before these guys, they were, uh, there was a lot of guys that were very athletic, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't, it's almost like all of these guys are. <laughs> To a degree I, I saw something I can't remember who on Twitter Sent it to me over the weekend I apologize I don't remember who you are I think it was I want to say Big Show versus uh, Braun Strowman I haven't done that in a long time And it was uh, Strowman Basically they were doing an arm ringer spot Two on one Which is a wrist Two hands on one wrist Two on one, so that means a two on one, right? So, and it's an arm ringer, ba ba ba. I think it was Big Show. I don't know where this was. I think they were overseas. And then we saw Strowman do a kip up into a reversal. I mean, very insanely impressive. A man that big can do a kip up. That just goes to show you the athleticism they're hiding on this guy, which is good. Because I think we're going to see, my opinion, Speaking of, not to be all over the place here, but speaking of Strowman, I think come Survivor Series, we're going to see a big-time spotlight on him, and we're going to see his athleticism, and we're also going to see he and Shane McMahon do some crazy stuff against each other. 
Okay, I think we, we kind of could hear the announcing yesterday. We were kind of... WWE was doing a good job building some a little bit of heat between these two guys, meaning Shane and Braun. But I think Braun uh, is going to have a big spotlight on him and show his athleticism too. He's holding off on that kip-up spot for something. I don't think we've ever seen him do it on TV. I haven't. Maybe he has. I don't recall it. But now you say, well, how's a guy that big? You know, yeah, you're right, Taz. He's a good athlete for a guy that big for sure. How does he do a kip-up? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but one of the main reasons that he can do a kip-up is the strength, his power. He's very strong, so he has all that core strength. Because to do a kip-up, you need explosiveness in your core and your lower body. And it's a timing thing to kip-up. I sucked at it. I, I, I could tell you a story. I tried. It's not really a Taz tale, but I um, one time it's at the House of Hardcore, the, the original, the real House of Hardcore, the dojo for ECW. And... Um, me, Perry Saturn was trying to teach me how to do a kip-up. And I, I might have been ECW world champ at the time. And, and I am just struggling. I mean, and it's like, he, he was losing his pace. like, dude, what are you doing? I go, I can't do it! And I, I, I had to take friggin' 60 bumps because I kept trying to do this kip-up. I just kept falling and falling and falling and falling and falling. It sucked! And then I unproudly have to say I gave up on trying. Perry got really angry. He was like, come on, it's easy. I go, it's not easy. Because he could do it like the, you know, he could do a kip up, but no problem. Some say nip up, kip up, nub up. I was doing a nub up. That's when you fall and you can't do the kip up. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Nub up. So, anyway, I just, to me, I, like, you see someone like a Braun Strowman doing a kip up, it's crazy that a man that large has that kind of athleticism. And to watch Cesaro. Not just to kip up, and we've seen him do that before, but the timing of the you know, other two spots in it was very impressive. Really was. And speaking of Braun Strowman, we saw a pre-tape after the deal here. By the way, uh, um, the uh, oh, by the, there's no by the way. How about that? <laughs> That's my new thing. I'm going to say by the way and not have a by the way. The pre-tape, I wanted to say, it was very funny with Jericho, Braun, and uh, Seth Rollins with the scoffs, the whole scoff thing. I thought it was very funny. Jericho really, 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 he's just... <laughs> Knocking it out of the park. His, his stuff is excellent. We saw Braun rip up the original white scarf. And now, uh, you know, Jericho's rocking a, um, a scarf that's navy blue with anchors on it and stuff like that. No one cares. So that's what he has going on right there. So, uh, but it's funny. It's all good. I mean, Chris's stuff is on point for, for real. Um, we saw Sami Zayn, uh, you know, against Bo Dallas. And Sami won the match. You know, I got to tell you this right now, man. It was pretty cool because I think that the announcers, and I could have sworn Stephanie did it at the top, you know, really promoting and trying to sell the fact that, Sammy, the pressure's on you, buddy. You have an opportunity to bring back that coveted Intercontinental Championship back to Raw. You know, and and how that's one of the most old-time, long-time championships from back. Pat Patterson, I think, was the first IC title holder, I believe. And, um, you know, the title does have a lot of history, obviously, and it's a respected title. I love that fact. Uh, and, yes, I'm getting confirmation from the Viking Rob. Uh, it's 1979. Yes. 1979. Mike Tenay was 46 in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Only because I know Mike's not listening. No, I love it. Is, is that the over or the under? 
<laughs> you got to discuss that with him. He is Professor <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah. I don't know why I just took a shot at my friend Mike tonight for no reason that he's old. Because <laughs> he's older than me, so I feel young around him. I'm not around him much anymore. I digress. So I do like the fact that WWE is really... Um, I like how they're painting this and selling this and promoting this IC title deal that Sammy has an opportunity to bring it back home to Raw. I like that. I do like that. You know, um, even though the IC title was part of the WWF and the WWE, not necessarily just Raw, but I just like it. I I think it, it makes the title feel big, obviously. Um, It helps if I am... uh, Ziggler with the IC title on SmackDown, I'm happy about it. And if I'm Sami Zayn, I'm happy about it, especially in character. Of course, now there's a gun to the head of Sami Zayn in the character, I'm saying. You know, to, to pressure for him to win the match. Get only character, obviously. So, we shall see. We'll do a... Uh, Did you think it was right <clears throat> that they put him on the mic right after the match? And they had him basically answer a couple questions about what his task was on Sunday. Did you think that was the right move? A lot of times what they do, and we've seen this a lot with post-match interviews for years in the business. All all the companies done it. But a lot of times, like what WWE does sometimes, they don't let you know what's coming sometimes. Can't say with that this was the case. But because they want to get a legitimate, impromptu answer from you that feels real and not, not contrived. So, well, yeah, I think I definitely think so. Yeah, anytime you could put a mic in a talent's face right after a match, you see the guy or girl sweating and they're breathing heavy and they're gassed a little bit and they're intense and their adrenaline's flowing, that's the best time to put a mic in front of someone's face. Especially a live mic. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> no, but these guys and girls are professional enough. They understand. You know, don't curse. Don't stay in character. You know what I mean? So, so they, they get it. They get it. Um, um, so, uh, I, I, but I did like the fact that they... they they're making that title mean something. And then, you know, Bo Dallas looks good. He lost some weight. He's changed. He's got this new heel, vi- real very vicious type heel thing going on. In this match, unfortunately for him, he was kind of a sacrificial lamb in this thing here just to get over Sammy. But you know what? I think there's big things ahead for Bo. I do. I think I think they like Bo. He's a good enough worker. He's definitely, is obviously, his legacy and his family's uh, legacy and all. Uh, I think there's big things ahead for Bo. I just got to be pa- You got to be patient with it. Sammy had to wait, and now Sammy's getting a good opportunity here. This almost seems like out of nowhere. Sammy came back into the fold, and uh, he's getting a run at that IC title, you know? So so, um, so we'll see what happens. Um, <clears throat> got to go to break soon already, and then we got people calling the show. Let me uh, get a call or two here before we have a problem because there's a lot of, uh, you know. Hey, uh, Daryl in Chicago, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, hey, Taz, how you doing? Know? What's up, big guy? Nothing, you know, it's been a, it's been a while. I know, man. But yeah, I thought maybe you got your hands stuck in like one of those vending machines to work on over there in Chicago. You all right? Yeah, I'm actually in Phoenix now. You what? What happened? I'm in Phoenix now. Oh yeah. All right. I'm very proud of you. Um. So what's going on? <laughs> what's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> I just want your opinion on uh the the last segment of Raw. Yeah. Maybe I'm nitpicking, but I, I probably I, I want it. For like the champions to get the upper hand, like you know, I guess Raw should have got the upper hand because they was on Raw. I'm guessing, but yeah. I, I would want to end it. Kevin Owens, you know, uh, pop up power bomb. Yeah. AJ Styles, I'm like that rather than you pushing, you know, Roman Reigns again, right? As like the, you know, the 
the guy on Raw. Yeah, but Roman also, Roman Roman bumped uh he bumped AJ with uh with Rollins though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So listen, but here's the thing, Daryl, I gotta tell you. I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. You know, your thought process is not wrong, in my view, as far as booking. Uh, would have, you know, AJ and Kevin Owens, maybe AJ drops or finishes off or whatever in the ring, you know, uh, um, AJ. But I think that that's the obvious thing, and hence why I think WWE didn't do that. That's my opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, I think they, they wanted to go a different route. Well, we saw a nice debate um with all uh, all of the five on five on the microphones, I'll get into that in a minute. We saw that, and we saw a nice promo battle between AJ, right or wrong, and and, and KO, right or wrong. I thought I thought it was good for the championships for their two belts, but at the end of the deal, yeah, I see what you're saying. At the end of the night, I just think it would have seemed too obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I just want to, uh, you know, rub the Cubs winning or Rocky face off. So. Oh, you said about the Cubs winning. Yeah, yeah, I just want to rub it in Robbie's face. Oh, Robbie's face. (laughs) He, he, let him know he's not over in Chicago. Uh, He said you're not over in Chicago. Don't worry, he's not over in New York either. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> no, this guy's from New York. He's not I got a long way to go, man. He's got a long way to go everywhere, Daryl. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, So that, thanks for calling, brother. You got heat in Chicago. Everywhere. Well, I did say the Cubs were going nowhere and the Mets were going to beat them in the playoffs. Meanwhile, you say that. Meanwhile, the Mets couldn't get past Bumgarner. What did they get? Two hits there. I know. I think that was my first day here, wasn't it? Met fan, you got to understand. You know this. I'm a Met fan too. We are not in positions at Met fans to talk too much trash ever. That's true. I don't care if we win ten World Series in a row. You still have to be pessimistic, Jones. It's the way it goes as a Met fan. Two years ago was so sweet. I know. I know. (sighs) Anyway, we're good now. Everything's okay. okay. Sean in Michigan, you are on the Taz Show. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Doing good. Um, I got two quick questions. Yes, sir. Um, what is your all-time favorite match that you called in either TNA or WWE? Oh, my God, dude. That's a really hard question. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> you can't hit me with that like here on live radio. Like that, I really, I mean, God, I don't know. I, you all put me on the spot, but that's a tough question. Man, dude, that's a lot. That's a lot of matches. Even in TNA, I mean, I call. I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to call so many great matches from Rude and AJ stuff, and oh man, Kurt Angle stuff. I, I and WWE, forget it. A ton of stuff. I can't answer that. Sean, stop it. What's your other question? Uh, out of my TNA, Michael Cole and Joey Styles, who's your favorite work with? Okay, you're trying. Ah. Uh, you are too much, <laughs> Sean. What is? <laughs> it's like the dating game this morning. This guy's too much, Sean. I don't know. I don't know who. Mike today, Joey Styles, and who? Michael Cole. Who? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, man, that's tough, bro, Sean. Um, I've had as a partner great times uh, on the air and off air with all three of those guys, from Styles to Cole to to Tanay. I, I don't know, Sean. I mean, that's a, that's tough, dude. I mean, I and thank you for calling, buddy. I mean, I gotta go to break in a second here. <sighs> I, is I, I is guess the one you had chemistry with early on, the Mike uh, Tanay. Yeah, Mike Tanay and I had chemistry right away. I think because he had so much experience and I had so much experience coming in. So Mike Tanay, uh, in regards to the chemistry, but I gotta say. I guess because I, I I learned a lot from working with Michael Cole and the time with Michael, you know, like I really learned a lot because he was a broadcaster and I wasn't. 
you know, and he was patient with me, you know what I mean? Like, and what he didn't have in credibility, what talking about physicality of wrestling, I brought to the desk. So we kind of worked well to each other. So I, I guess that's from, from a professional standpoint, I probably, to answer Sean's question from Michigan, I reluctantly say probably Cole, you know? Um, my best traveling partner uh, and one of my favorite broadcast partners is definitely Joey Styles. So, and JR too. JR and I had a lot of great times traveling together. So, I don't know. I, I've been lucky to be partnering up a lot of really good play-by-play guys that carried me. So, uh, and that's a shoot. So, we're going to go to break here. Listen, other side of break, I want to talk to you guys about something that aired late on the network, WWE Network last night, this WWE State of the Union gimmick. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane uh, battling up verbally against Mick and Stephanie. Some interesting stuff here. Did Daniel Bryan go too far? I'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Right, we are back here on the Taz Show Tuesday edition. We're going to wrap this show up in an hour. We're going to be 30 minutes less of a show today. We are some things going on. Uh, video Brian's got some stuff lined up. I got some stuff, business stuff, stuff that pertains to the show, which is good stuff. So, uh, yes, and I believe uh, right before we went to break, there was some pretty good stuff that happened uh, on the internet, as they call it, or the social media. Something with trending. What was it? Um... Taz is trending. Oh, groovy, baby. Taz is trending again. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Aha! Aha! See? See? They thought I was just a jobber. Oh, yeah. You suck, Taz. You absolutely suck. Close the door, bro. I'm screaming over here. You got to close the door. It's a studio. Can't leave the door open. What are we doing? You suck, Taz. You really suck. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't suck. See? My audience loves me. I don't suck. Thought I was just a jobber. And as I always say, the trends happen because of me. It's all because of me and nobody else. Let's be honest here. Come on now. You know I'm joking. Pulling your leg. Because of you guys. Yes, I love you, my audience. Hey, I will, you know Taz, by the way. I will pander to you. I will love you. I will kiss your ass. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for getting my show trending. I appreciate it so much. One more word and I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll stop Rosenberg for you right there. Anyway, so thanks for getting the show trending, guys. Sometimes when I, we trend, I act like a fool. I, I, I can't help it. Yes. So it's just that's kind of what happens on the show here. We grow men act like an idiot. Well, anyway, so I was talking before the break about... Um, I, I saw very little of it because I, I'm counting orange sheep. You guys know. That's when I, when I sleep, I count orange sheep, right? So... I'm counting the orange sheep, but then I, I know there's stuff going on because people are telling me WWE, State of the Union gimmick, ba ba ba, Schneebitz, Fernand Burnham, the whole thing, right? So you got Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan on one side. You got Stephanie and Mick on the other side. Okay. Some people think, ah, this is corny, this is hokey. The president election gimmick, Schneebitz, all the debates is gone, it's done, let it go, enough. Eh, yeah, I hear you, but. You know what? It's still kind of topical. I mean, it's done. Yeah, you don't want to do this in two weeks. You're doing it now. I guess they want to do it as a go-home for Survivor Series. Uh, I saw clips of it. My man Lean Mean sent me a nice clip of, the, at, towards the end of it, I believe, it was very controversial, what I watched. And Daniel Bryan said some interesting stuff. 
which he basically said to Mick Foley, they got into a little bit of a heated argument, saying your generation doesn't understand, like the attitude era. You guys don't understand how it is for us today and all this kind of stuff. And there was more points that Daniel made that were good points, you know. And and he, Daniel Bryan, uh, by saying that, I felt it felt real. I think he really believes that, which I disagree with him. Um, you know, th- you know, that's just like guys from my generation saying, ah, these kids today don't know what they're doing. Well, when the younger guys say, oh, those old timers don't know squat how it is today. Okay. Both parties sound like, you know, jabronis, to be honest with you, when you say that. So you got to avoid that. I think you got to, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. And, and there's, you know, look, I did like in this debate that Mick or Stephanie, one of them pointed out, hey, you know, this guy here, Mick Foley, you're calling this guy Mick, you're saying this to Mick, Daniel. He's a trailblazer. He was part of a generation, yada, yada. You're here because of his generation, at Daniel Bryan, and that's true. <laughs> so that's a gigantic true statement. And um, Daniel, went, Daniel went a little further, Daniel Bryan, and he said, you know, you didn't like it so much when you were here, whatever, whatever year it was, 2002, 1, 3, whatever year he said. That you went to TNA, and he said the, he said the the TNA words, mm. yeah, and he, and it was like, I was like, oh whoa, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean no? And I was like, oh my gosh, what the? So that made it feel real. And then <laughs> Stephanie says, wait a minute now, let's keep this thing on on Survivor Series. <laughs> it was funny how she handled it because that's what she would do. But for the whole thing, Shane was just sitting there not saying nothing. It was pretty funny. <laughs> he was just sitting there looking around. But Daniel, this was the best I've seen him in a shoot environment in, in quite some time since you know, they were doing all this talking smack stuff on the, the network show. I, I, I love the chemistry between Mick Foley and Daniel Bryan. I do. I think there's a lot of they could argue and dispute things and all that. Daniel, you know, seemed like that. You know, they that felt real. I sometimes I say, hey, a lot of times I've said WWE doesn't do real well. They did it there. They did it there. Um, you know, so I, I I thought it was interesting that he mentioned TNA. I think a lot of fans on Twitter thought it was interesting. So, uh, but I, the, the the snippet that I saw of it, uh, you know, I assume that was the most heated or controversial part of the whole thing. Um, was when Daniel Bryan and Mick Foley got into it verbally. I think you need more of that, especially going into something like Survivor Series where people know it's a work, but you're doing brand versus brand, you know, show versus show, Raw versus SmackDown. So, you know, I think you need to have that kind of a feel where, where now they're shooting on each other a little bit. You know, I think that's a good thing, you know. Um, and they even went that route last night making something, if I could just jump ahead real quick, on Raw to the back end of the show, the the last segment. You know when they uh, when they had basically Daniel Bryan and Shane come out and Stephanie and Mick get into this verbal bob with them. This is before they did the State of the Union thing. This was on Raw. Uh, I, I I liked all of that. Um, I liked that Stephanie then called out Team Raw. Okay, um, I did like that. I did not expect. And people were looking for it. They were chanting for AJ Styles. I didn't expect the SmackDown guys to be there. But the way they brought the SmackDown guys out, I thought was kind of cool. And I'll explain uh, what I mean by that. Like, okay, so they, they wanted it to feel, they wanted to make you feel very shoot-like. And they did, okay? Because what they did was they had them come out, the SmackDown guys, out of the audience. Where Daniel Bryan goes, 
oh, you thought we came here alone. That's a good line. <clears throat> I would have done it. You know, I think they should have had the SmackDown guys come through the audience just like they did, sprinkled throughout. We did this with ECW. We did this with WWF on a shoot when the WWF guys didn't know what we were doing. Now, the office, WWF the office knew, but the boys didn't know. And, and, and it was the kind of the same, a similar type of, of thing here. Uh, but I do think that they should have had the SmackDown guys come through the audience um, without Daniel calling for them. I, 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 I think it's better if the Raw guys are surrounding Shane and Daniel. And now, you know, here comes through the audience the Calvary. You know, the good guys for SmackDown or whatever to help their GM or boss, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, commissioner and all that stuff. I, I think that um, I think that's a, just nitpicking. That's what I would have done. But but in that last segment, you know, I would have uh, – I, I also did like, like I said earlier in this show, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Uh, they had a pretty good promo battle on each other about their championships and stuff like that. I like how WWE handled um, Ellsworth as the mascot in the background and how uh, the Raw guys noticed him and, and Chris was cutting a promo and – I thought it was good. I, I, I didn't. I, a lot of people were saying they didn't like Raw. I, 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 you know, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was a decent go home. I've seen better go homes, but I thought it was okay. I liked the last segment. I liked the last segment. There was a lot of action in that, and uh, it, it really built. And I was interesting to see what they do tonight on a 900 SmackDown. Um, and by the way, just backing up a little more, I also liked that Stephanie called out Shane for taking a spot in the Survivor Series match, mm-hmm. five versus five. I liked that she did that. Because that feels real. That's what you would say. You know, here you are talking about your talent, ba 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 ba. And meanwhile, you're taking a spot. And Shane had a really cool comeback. Hey, I'm leading by example. You should take my heed, Stephanie. You should learn from this, and you should lead by example, type thing. So, there's two ways of looking at it, I guess, right? Um, <clears throat> but you know, obviously, Shane and Steph, as brother and sister, their chemistry is phenomenal. Okay, they, they, yeah, it seems like there's no, they're not working off no script here. They're, they're ad-libbing and they're just working off of uh, bullet points, which they should. It feels more realistic, you know what I mean? So, I, I, again, that last segment, I did not dislike it at all. I, I thought it was kind of cool. Did you like when Shane basically, when Stephanie called out Shane for taking spots and, uh, I mean, for for doing big spots and, you know, and big stuff. Yeah, she and, said you like to uh, jump off high stuff. Yeah, it was funny. Right, and then he came back with, well, your partner there, Foley, right. you know, used to do the same thing. I thought that was right. a good It's that good, was a good it's moment. good. I mean, you can't, right, and you can't, I don't think anyone can really compare Mick Foley to, Shane McFoe is a legitimate professional wrestler who's paid his dues up and down the roads for a lot of years. But Shane's had a lot of matches in, in WWE in dangerous situations. But, you know, Mick, you know, I just think Mick's a talent straight through where, you know, uh, uh, Shane is good and, and he does he does a lot of stunts. It's stunt stuff he's doing. But but he's done a lot of really, uh, he's passionate about the business and he, he knows how to work. Don't get me wrong. He knows how to wrestle. But he hasn't been like a full-time wrestler. Why would he? He's Vince McMahon's son. I mean, he was learning the industry, the business, the business side of WWE. So why would he be on the road humping as a wrestler? I do know like he came up the right way, though. Ring crew, refing. Like when he was young, when he was a kid, he was on the road. Like with, with the you know, they, Vince made him pay his dues along with Steph. Steph in the office, I think on the road a little bit, but but Shane, he humped the road. You know, he was he was learning every aspect of the sports entertainment wrestling business. A lot of people don't know that, but that's a shoot about Shane right there. So, uh, which is the way you want to come up because you respect all aspects and divisions of the company and the industry. David in Michigan, you're on the Taz show. 
Hey, Chaz. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? Um, I had, When I was watching that segment last night, sitting there thinking, and I was like, holy crap, that's AJ Styles is in the WWE. <laughs> it's weird, right? You know? Yeah. And it's still weird. He's been there since January, <laughs> but it's still like the former TNA. I was going to remember Taz or Sorry, AJ as the TNA World Champion because he was their guy. He was their Roman Reigns, if you want to say what they're doing with Reigns now. He was their top guy. Yes, and yes. now he's the in just like four or five months, he won the world title. I mean, I didn't see that coming at all. I don't know if you did or not, but no, like, I, wow. I they were pushing him. They were pushing him. I didn't think that would go down. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. yeah it's kind of weird. I you know, I I, I personally I'm. I'm personally okay from my professional opinion. Uh, I like, uh, how could you not like what WWE's doing with AJ? He's the world champion. He's the WWE champion, you know what I mean? I mean, really, uh, he's had some rough times as they were building him up for that thing, but uh, I think he's getting a great push. Yeah, I was scared at first, too, because it was like, oh, crap, AJ lost again. AJ lost again. It's like, he lost every pay-per-view he was in, and it was like, are they actually going to have him win a match, actually? I think you even said... Well, this is still AJ's TNA stink on him from WWE, so that's why they make him lose all these matches. Yeah, he got to pay his dues, and he had to earn his stripes yeah. in the WWE. You know what I mean? I think that AJ's done that, and they saw something in him. Thank you for calling, David. But it's definitely a hell of a push. So, for sure. So, uh, so that's the deal. So, uh, what else? So, um, Raw. What else is jumping out? To? Let me see. Well, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned. I think I did. We're going to be on Facebook. Club. Taz is still trending. Oh, trending. Still trending. Yes, that's what happens here on the Taz Show. Because I'm over like Rover. Yes! <laughs> Usually it's a long, drawn out. That's my new one. I, I, I'm going to do that sometimes. That's a Reader's Digest version of the celebration. It was abbreviated like the show today. Yes. Oh, well said, Rob. Well said. I appreciate that. Good call. Okay. Okay. Pins and needles. Needles and pins. You know the rest of that? No. You think about it. You don't know? No. You say you're a Honeymooners fan. Well, at least you're honest. I like the honesty. I don't. I am a Honeymooners fan. It's, it's old school. Pins and needles. Needles and pins. It's a happy man that grins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, should have known yeah, that. It keeps him calm. That's, That's what keeps him calm. Terrible. I should I've have been doing that, that my whole life. Pins and needles, needles and pins. It's a happy man that grins. Bang, yeah. bang zoom to the <laughs> Yeah, that's the cliche uh, honeymooner classic liner. Uh, so, look, uh, where, oh, one other thing on Raw I wanted to mention, too. The um, Brock Goldberg segment, obviously, before we get Mike Johnson on here in a little bit. Uh, look, at, I, I, I think that the security... And all that in the middle of the ring is cool. It had a lot of them. It was a good visual with the diagonal gimmick. I thought that was cool. I did. I, I You know how I am? I've mentioned this before. I believe in you got to have, like, either real cops or real security. I mean, these, these guys look like indie workers. They look like young wrestlers, you know, and it's it's okay. No harm, no foul. I guess younger, the younger audience doesn't notice that. They just see men, <clears throat> excuse me, men in black shirts and black pants. Um, nitpicking there, but but... The, the things that were good in this this segment, obviously Paul's cutting great promos as usual. I thought that uh, Goldberg, his his timing on interrupting, this was a lot of ad lib here too, was excellent. He took his shirt off. The guy's still in great shape. I mean, and he looks awesome. He does. Um, I like that Brock pushed the two security guys to make an opening 
for Lesnar. They built, I'm, I'm sorry, for Goldberg. They built a sense of urgency here, these three guys, meaning Paul, Brock, and Goldberg. They built a good sense of urgency that something heavy was going to happen. I do like that earlier in the show, Stephanie and uh, Mick were concerned that their main event was just going to blow up tonight. So they did what they did with the security. I, that's cool. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I would have went about it a little bit different. I wouldn't have did it that Mick is on the phone like instantly as soon as, you know. Like, uh, I think some of that you could be a little bit, you know, you could, the announcers could cover it. You know, um, uh, oh, by the way, I'm just getting word. Uh, this is not um, this is not breaking news and has nothing at all to do with me. So I really don't care about it, but I will say it. But this is interesting, so I think I will share it with the audience. I'm just getting this word because I have people who produce my show from outside the show as opposed to people here in the show. So this news is this. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. The Rock was named the sexiest man alive for People magazine. No one cares. So there you go. So for any of our you know, people out there that are concerned with that, I would just like to share that with you. That he is, he's a very sexy man. Why wouldn't he be? If I was a chick, I'd date him. And he's my friend. There's a line for people. If I was a chick, I'd date him. Yeah. God, I shouldn't have said that. That'll be all over. <laughs> There'd be guys, gifts, gifs, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Stop. That'll happen. That will happen. Yeah. So I was talking about the Brock Goldberg thing. So, look, the thing that some people were wondering, like, what the hell here? Everybody was, once the ring cleared the security and all this kind of jazz and, you know, Goldberg was beating up the security and all that stuff. People were like, yo, here we go. Brock's outside the ring. Goldberg's in the ring. Goldberg's saying, let's go. Come on, come in the ring. Let's do it. And everybody's like salivating for this. Oh, here we go. Uh-uh. No. No. Not so fast. What do you mean no? You don't need to do it. Right? You got an opportunity to tease the hell out of this son bitch for Sunday for Survivor Series. That's the first time I want to see Lesnar and Goldberg lock horns. That's what you want. And that's what they did. It's a great teaser. Not only that, they took the opportunity by the horns to put some heat on Brock and paint Brock as the heel. Very rare that you see Brock back out of a fight opportunity in character type thing, or well, probably real life too. But And Michael Cole hit it, hit a line in there that basically told that story at the end. I'm paraphrasing, but it was a line, something like Brock just backed down from uh, uh, Goldberg was something in that vein. And I think that's good because it's very, very, very tough with a guy like Brock to make him a heel because people love him. He's cool. He's big. He's a badass. He's legitimate. He beats people up. Former UFC champ. Multiple championships and success in, in, in pro wrestling. Yada, yada. He's got Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's a heel, but people love Paul because he's witty. He's funny. He's sarcastic. He's ECW. He's Paul Heyman. So he's got all these things. He's got star power, Paul does. Uh, and Brock has star power. All that going against Goldberg, who they're trying to, you know, you got to have a heel and a baby face most of the times in a match. I always say that. And WWE here did a great job of making... Brock a legitimate heel going into this match by backing off and out of getting in that ring against Goldberg. 
it was straight up, as they say, good for business. It really was. It was done well. It was done smart. And uh, I, no flags being thrown by me on it at all. Uh, also, we saw a nice two-segment match with Brian Kendrick against Sin Cara, really building up the, uh, the, uh, the Cruiserweight Championship. And that Kalisto's getting an opportunity at the uh, Survivor Series. So he got an opportunity not just to win Kalisto, the title, the Cruiserweight title, but to bring the championship to SmackDown. And uh, I like the fact, and I like that, that the announcers mentioned it too, that Sin Cara was the guy, and they built this up earlier with a backstage bit. Kendrick and Sin Cara went at it. And I like it because Sin Cara, if anyone knows, like the announcers said, and it's just good storytelling by the writers and the announcers and the wrestlers. If the um, if Kendrick has an opportunity to get in the ring with a guy like Sin Cara, well, who knows Sin Cara better than Kalisto? I'm sorry, you know, uh, uh, who would know? I'm sorry, Kalisto better than Sin Cara. It's Sin Cara. He knows him best. Therefore, you have Kendrick wrestle, you know, Sin Cara. It's good stuff. It's easy storytelling. It's a good uh, conduit to uh, Sunday when Kalisto challenges for the cruiserweight championship against Kendrick. Uh, the audience was flat out absolutely dead during this match. Yes. And they were in Buffalo, which is, there were certain segments in this show that they were dead, the audience. Um, uh, I, I was surprised at that. They're normally a hot crowd. Uh, I don't know if there was matches beforehand and these people had to sit through a lot of stuff. I don't know what happened. They taped superstars beforehand. Tess. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. So that, that could be it. But a lot of towns that happens, right? So I don't know, man. I, I, I'm thinking that might be it. <clears throat> but it's rare that a Buffalo crowd, I mean, the Buffalo crowds I worked in front of, even for WWE, were always hot. So, um, you know, I was a little surprised at that. But uh, it is what it is, I guess, right? So, you know. But the crowd was a little dead for Cruiserweights. And, and, and someone tweeted me also during the show, that, that, is it like the people don't care anymore about the Cruiserweights? Um, I don't know. Are they oversaturated a little bit? Could be. I think 205 Live will work best just like the Cruiserweight Championship uh, tournament was. I think it's best to put all those athletes on one show, under one banner, with their own brand, like I said in the past, the Rock the Purple, the building, the this, the that. <clears throat> I'm a little concerned, like I said in the past, that it's in these big buildings, uh, right after sitting through two hours of SmackDown. That's a concern, to be quite frank. But from a pr- production standpoint, I understand why they're doing it. You know, I do. Uh, but... You know, it's um, um, it is what it is. I I, I think they got to really be careful because I do think Kalisto's going to win this match and he is going to win the cruiserweight title. They got to be careful once it's on SmackDown, the cruiserweight title, the cruiserweights, I should say. They got to really just sprinkle it, and they're gonna. I'm telling you right now, I I bet the farm on it. They have to do what I've been saying. They will use the cruiserweights just to s- send people to 205 Live. Start your angles. Set your angles. Do some backstage fight stuff. Don't do matches, in my opinion, on SmackDown with these these cruiserweights. Not too much. Make it exclusive, the matches, without saying it, to 205 Live. Consulting Jones. Yes. Unbelievable. So, uh... Taz is still trending. Oh, no, no, no. He's still trending. Here he is. Trending, trending. Oh, yeah. I guess I don't suck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, going into the uh, end of the week with the big three-hour special. 
where my audience and I will smash it. We'll go to WFAN and knock it out of the park and CBS Sports Radio. When I go over there and do the specials, uh, Big Viking Rob, because you work out of that you know, building there for about a year. Uh, what's the buzz like? Are people happy in there or they hate me? Actually, they uh, hate me, right? pe- no. Yeah. I, I hate to uh, pull back the curtain, but I've spoken to a few people over there. They're very excited about the show, especially really? the people that will be working on the show, especially mm. Mr. Dennis Jones. Oh, did you say Dennis yeah. Jones? Timber! So he's very excited about getting... What sti- the hell is going to happen with you and Dennis? Now, what I don't happens? know. I don't know. Well, hopefully we'll be separated by a three-inch piece plane of glass. You guys are big men. Yeah. I think three-inch might be a little tiny for you guys. Yes. That's fair. Well, that's what she said. Anyway, on that note, uh, we're going to go to break. Uh, your hook is this, uh, Mike Johnson. Yeah, PW Insider, other side of break. Hope you guys can stick around. Half hour left on this show, and we're wrapping this uh, bitch up. Facebook Live to Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Got one hour down, one hour to go on The Taz Show here. Actually, I stay corrected. I'm so used to saying that. One hour down, 30 minutes left to go. Aha. Uh-huh. We're going to go short, short bus Jones on this one here. Got some business to attend to after the show. As does video Brian, because we're both very busy. We're very successful men in this uh, field. And we are over like over. Video Brian and myself. You and Johnny uh, can play a dice together. Actually, I think Johnny has uh, some. Maybe you can confirm that on the, the uh, comms there. He does. Johnny's got some. He's on the. He's on the same shoot. He's on a shoot with uh, Video Brian. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Johnny just walked by smirking like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Johnny. So, but yeah, that's right, bro. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Big shot, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't leave the show. Yeah, they won't. They won't. They'll look for out. So, look for the quick. Do it, bro. When you get a chance. Uh, no big deal. Relax. Relax, Viking. Relax. Calm down. Okay, without any further ado, it's time for PW Insider Report in a three, and a two, and a one. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike ten minutes, he gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, yeah, hello, uh, Mike Johnson, how are you, sir? Good morning, sir. Are you feeling under the weather? What is wrong with you? Good moment, sir. Uh, it's your bit. You forgot your own gimmick. Mm. It's we, not we a good moment. Gimmick. It's pouring out. Oh, my Lord. I love it. I love the rain. I love... Listen, that's a shoot. I love... You, like you know a misery. lot of people... I do. No, I always love the clouds and the rain. I don't like sunshine. And that's a gospel truth about me. Hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, you should you know, just move say. to the rainforest. I should move to Seattle. That's where you I should. should. There's a lot of rain over there. Yeah. So, uh, actually, when I wrestled in Puerto Rico years ago, I was staying. They had us in a house in the rainforest, and it rained. I was there for three weeks once. So, <laughs> what a facade that is. Rainforest, my ass. They weren't they working the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> they were working the gimmick. What's up, Big Mike? What do you got going on, buddy? Well, uh, we talked a little bit about this last week, and I want to I want to bring everybody up to speed on this, because there has been a major story about someone being exiled publicly in the raw locker room, and of course that's Sin Cara. And last week I, I said here on the show that he was being sent home, 
Well, what he actually got was worse because initially he was going to be sent home, and then they decided we're not going to send him home. We're going to exile him from the locker room and send him to the SmackDown tour. And he ended up touring all through Europe with the SmackDown side without ever wrestling. So he was pulled from the tour but still had to do the travel every day with the oh other touring group. Holy oh, rib. But wait, yeah. it gets better. It gets oh better. It gets better. Yeah. So everyone flew back from uh, the European tour. SmackDown flew from Spain to the Northeast. And the SmackDown guys were going on to Philadelphia because they're in Wilkes-Barre tonight for SmackDown 900. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a second. So mm. Sin Cara was scheduled to fly with the Raw group on a chartered flight from Newark to Buffalo. Well, when he got there, he was told, you're no longer on the flight. You're not on the list. You're oh not on the list. You're not on the list. Oh. Did he bite the guy? Did he? Did he bite the guy's finger who said that to him? I don't. Oh. <laughs> you get the joke. Yeah, you I got it. Uh. So, not only was he banned from Twitter, he was banned from the flight. So after flying back from Spain, he then had to drive the five or six hours from Newark to Buffalo. Oh my God! Just wait. Dude, that's, there's, that's a there's more. That's a that's a long five hour drive. It might be more than five hours, dude. Then, last night at Raw, he was not allowed to dress with the wrestlers. That's the worst. He was. If yeah, you he have that done to you, locker room, and he was yeah. he was made to dress with the extras. So James Ellsworth could dress with the could dress in the locker room, but Sin Cara, who's been there for years, had to dress with all the enhancement guys and and security guys. Heat seeking Jones. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, he's lucky that he was even on Raw. That I'm surprised that he put him on the main show and gave him that exposure if he's got that amount of that's a, that's like going out of the way <laughs> to receipt the guy. That's pretty heavy. But but of course, what do they do on Raw? You know, I mean, he, yeah, he was just yeah. used as a setup guy for the Callisto match with Brian well, Kendrick he was, on but, Sunday. But they but they kind of had a little bit of a competitive match. I mean, Brian Kendrick Put a lot, I mean, he was shining. Well, he had a lot of heat on the guy. Yeah. But he, I think Kalisto did a couple of spots, not a ton, but well, card. they had a. a yeah. Um, what's that? Sikar. Oh, you, you said Kalisto. I, meant. Yeah. I know what I meant. I don't need anybody correcting me here. Sikar. Not you or Mike Johnson. Kalisto was doing spots in his hotel room. Oh, my God. What the <laughs> hell? Come on now. <laughs> Mike Johnson, Comedy Jones over here. Well, someone's got to be. It's been too dumb. Yeah, someone. Yeah, I know. All these That's great. Well, I, I listen, no, back in the day, I mean, it was real simple. Just have the guy go to wrestling court. You don't have to deal with all this. Yeah. I mean, that's how it was back in the day. Now it's like it, <laughs> they got travel involved to rib the guy. Like, it's, wow. <laughs> it's rough, man. It's been a rough well, you can't go. Car. You can't. You can't go on international tours and be a pain in the ass or be an annoying or make noises and, and d disrupt the, the, the talent while guys are trying to chill on a bus, long trips or a plane, a plane, whatever. It's a lot of frustration. I talked about this last time you were on, Mike, yeah. about these, these tours, man. It's tough. And, and guys are away from their families or they're missing their, their kids or, or, or it's in school or girls or they're missing their husband, their wife, whatever. It, there's a lot, you know, it's like, and then you got to deal with somebody acting. Again, I wasn't there, so I'm just going by what I heard that Sin Cara did on the bus. It was a bus, right? Yeah, it was a bus. He was making noises. Did he have, like, a kazoo? Was he like, burp, 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 burp? what was he doing? Like, I, was it a I don't know. I, I don't know. No one no one would tell me what he was doing, just that he was being annoying and making noises. Yeah, maybe it was a kazoo or maybe, like, a bell ringing, like, ching chong, ching chang, chang. No, what was he doing? Like, I, I don't kazoo, know. Perhaps he was oh. listening to the Taz show. And they got oh, that's not nice. A kazoo could be annoying. Like a kazoo sound, it's like that. 
like that buzzing sound. You know what I mean? He's practicing for it for Kurt Angle's return. <laughs> I forgot about the Kurt Angle with the kazoo. Yeah. Remember the cowboy hat? Yeah, kazoo's could be annoying. So I don't know if that's what it was or not. But anyway, uh, so what else is going on, buddy? Well, big week for pro wrestling. Uh, tomorrow night and Thursday night, NXT is live events. Debut at the theater in Madison Square Garden on Wednesday night. Uh, Samoa Joe and The Revival against Shinsuke Nakamura and DIY, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Uh, Thursday, NXT's in Boston. Saturday, obviously, NXT TakeOver. Sunday afternoon, Insane Championship Wrestling, which is a group out of Glasgow, Scotland, which runs in the UK. They're having an internet pay-per-view called Fear and Loathing 9. Uh, Kurt Angle, who we just joked about, and the Dudley Boys, and even Finn Balor are going to be appearing on that. Finn Balor was sent over... Uh, as a make good because WWE pulled Mick Foley from the show because uh, right. he needs to be in town for Survivor Series, so they sent Finn Balor as a make good. And then obviously Sunday night is Survivor Series, which <clears throat> I think WWE did a great job with that last segment of Raw setting up. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. I really yep. enjoyed it. I thought it was good. There were a couple of little things I, 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 I personally wouldn't have done. Like, I wouldn't have had Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton wearing the SmackDown shirts because they're supposed to be the anti-establishment you know, the anti -establishment guys. But little little small things that only, like, nitpickers like me would think of. Um, but I am, I am excited for tonight. Uh, SmackDown 900 and Wilkes-Barre. First time The Undertaker's appeared on WWE programming since WrestleMania. Uh, they bring him back Edge to do an interview segment with the SmackDown team, and uh, we'll, you know it's going to be the last-ditch effort to push the Survivor Series, which I do believe, while I wasn't a fan of some of the segments last night, I think the overall push for Survivor Series, specifically Goldberg and Lesnar, was very effective last night, and they did a great job at that. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely think, and I was, I went to this whole big thing. I don't know if you heard it before you came on about, you know, how it was very smart. How they had an opportunity to put heat on Lesnar, which is a tough guy to get heat on, meaning as a heel because people love him. They love Paul and all this stuff, and they captured that moment that they could get some heat on their big killer Lesnar, and they got heat on him by him not getting in that ring when once the security left and yada yada. You know what I mean? I think it's an old school walk away, you know, leave with the heat type thing, and while the babyface is begging for you to get in the ring, that was simple but well done, and I think now you have a true babyface going into Survivor Series with, with Goldberg and a true heel with Brock and Paul going into Survivor Series. Yep. Uh, on the TNA front, I just checked about five minutes ago. The Billy Corgan lawsuit is still active, even though he announced oh that God. they have come to they, that they have uh, come to a settlement. So, I mean, I don't know if it's just he hasn't filed the paperwork yet, and the judge hasn't dismissed it, or if it's a case of hey, we made an agreement, but wait, you're going to wait a few days for your money. I, I don't know what's going on there. I'll try and find out. How, how long already with this? Uh, too long. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes wait, things get drawn out. Wait, hold on, Mike. We got, oh, sorry, Mike. We got something going on here. How are we looking at? Yeah, we got. I think. Well, hold on, Mike. Just stand by mm -hmm. one second, sir. Hold on. Yeah. How now? Brown cow. Pop, 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 pop. Hold on. We got some news. New producer. It's kind of slow the gun here. And go. Still trending. Taz is still trending. There you go, Mike. You're welcome. You're welcome, Mike. Dancing, Mike. There you go, buddy. Listen, it's not because of you. Don't I know. just check your, check your ego. It was the show was trending and like like when it first started uh, today. So thank just, you for <laughs> thank you for pulling me out of the muck. I appreciate it. <laughs> head down, Jones. You just chopped your head. <laughs> Back 
to this <laughs> Billy Corgan. Full head of hair. <laughs> this this Billy Corgan, they, dude. This lawsuit. This is like never ending. It's like it's just. I, I, does anybody even care anymore about this? No one cares. I mean, really? What is the deal? I don't know. I, I just. I don't know. I mean, I, I just. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Well, You're bro, you put a lot of time. Mike, you put a lot. Go. No, but Mike, you put a ton of time into, you know, research on this. I know you did. So, I mean, for a guy like you to put all that effort in, you, are you, I'm going to ask you the question, are you at the point where you're like, all right, look, enough, we got it, okay, it's over. Like, are you sick of this thing already or what? Uh, I never get sick of, of researching and writing about this about stories, but it's like, just pay the guy, give him his money already. Like, there's, there's, like, he even said there's a settlement. So just, you know, why is this, why is it still ongoing? I don't know. There's been no new filings, but it's still active in Chancery Court in Nashville. I don't get it. Slamming bods and beyond. I understand. So, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fair. What else is going on in the news? Um, exactly. <laughs> well, it's great having you on, Mike. Um, yeah, uh, so you're looking forward to SmackDown Live tonight, as am I. Uh, it should I be am. interesting. It should be, it should be good. I mean, I mean, lucky for these guys that are already in, air, in the area, because if the weather's that crappy, I'd, be, I'd hate for it to be a travel day for me. Well, hopefully the weather uh, there isn't bad. Of course, yeah. it could take a while to, yeah, yeah, hopefully not, right? Yeah, I hope not. I think Mike's just mad that he didn't get voted by people. Wait, yeah. oh. did the captain shave? <laughs> oh, boy. Jeez, there you there go. go. There we go. Yeah, do you know, do you know? <laughs> wait, we're on, wait, wait, What's up, wait, Mike? Uh, you Yo, know what's Vi- up, Mike? You know the Viking, yeah. Yes. Uh, can we get him? Uh, can we get the Viking a? Uh, I, I'm begging, like for the, an elite account. I mean, the guys yeah, trying yeah, to research yeah. have, the show. Have him, email, have him email me, and we'll set it up. Okay, and I, you saw I tweeted you, I tagged you last night in the tweet and everything like that. So okay, we'll yeah, sure. Yep. Did you not email Mike already? No, I have his. I have his email. You didn't email him yet. Yeah, Mike. Mike said no. no I don't no, think he didn't. so. No. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm busy shaving. Just give That's them, right. Just, hey, hey, Mike, you're the you're the first site I go to for wrestling news every day. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, Taz taught you well. Kiss ass Jones. Listen, <laughs> listen. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. Damn so, right. Do you guys have a plan with the elite thing? I know you give like complimentary like VIP ones. Obviously, that's not Rob. But if you do, you have a do you have like a, a short term one? Like because he's in a room. You know. Uh, so I don't mean that in a bad we, way. We have, we have, oh, a, month, yeah, we have a monthly. Get out of here! <laughs> or in, in his case, we do, do we do indeed have the three days free. I don't know how short. It- do you? <laughs> so wait, do you have like a? I'm such a you prick. Can keep it. Do you? you can, <laughs> just keep it, Mike. Do you have like a a don't buy rent type one? I mean, do you have that? I, no? I think we might install an institute one. Well, speaking of that, I'm going to let you go, but please, you're going to give your plugs. I know this is going to take a while, Mike. So uh, when you get a chance, you can go ahead and stop with your plugs, sir. All right. Well, I thank everybody for watching and listening here on the Taz Show. It's, as always, a good moment for me. I yeah, sir, keep going. I, <laughs> you can check me out on What's Twitter that? at MikePWInsider. You can check out the site at PWInsider.com. You can visit us at PWInsider.com. And... <laughs> You can check us out the elite section for one, two, three at pwinsiderelite.com. Thank you, everybody. Brother, there is nobody is nobody better than than than. than. I'm thinking of today because of the lucha stuff, and I'm thinking with today. You know today he what he would say, bro. He'd be cut a promo on you, Mike. You know that. I know you know Mike. Uh, Oh, he just got a to show up and complete the circle. (laughs) 
What the and hell? Sell me a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, geez. Well, listen, bro, I appreciate you coming on. As Thank usual. you. I appreciate being here, and uh, I hope everybody has a good week. And uh, I'm hearing interesting things for SmackDown, so everyone watch. Oh, really? Mm. Right here. Oh, yeah. Tease Jones. Teasing. Yeah. Interesting. Anybody uh, Anybody we know? Is no. it, you can't say nothing? I, I don't no. know 100%. <laughs> I just heard this. I was just told there's going to be something interesting on SmackDown. All right. On that note, I'm letting you go. All right, buddy. Thanks. We'll, we'll talk to you next week, all right? All right. Take care, everybody. See you, pal. Take care. All right. So there you go to Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Johnson on the Taz Show. Yeah, we got 10 minutes left, and we're wrapping this bitch up here. Excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I guess I could take, like, one call or something before I get ready to wrap up. I got to also give a little love to the Facebook Live people because they always, they're always they always clamoring for some attention. Hey, Dan in uh, Denmark, you're on a Taz show. Yeah, hello? Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, how you doing, Dan? You're on with Taz. How you doing? Hey, Taz. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, same here, sir. How are you? It's my first time uh, calling in. So. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's first time, long time? Yeah. Hey! Okay, sounds good, buddy. What's going on, pal? So I got a question about Survivor Series. And begin. Uh, yeah, it's about uh, the match with uh, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Sami Zayn. Do yes. you think uh, Dolph Ziggler is going win to win the match or Sami Zayn going to go over? I'm starting to think that Dolph Ziggler is going to retain. I'm sorry. I'm going to rephrase that. I'm starting to think that Sami Zayn is going to uh, is going to win that title for some reason. I think that they're going to swap titles here. I think the Cruiserweight title will end up on SmackDown, and the IC title will end up on Raw. That's just my opinion. I have to give more thought to it though, Dan, because I will do a predictions show on uh sun- on Friday. You know what I mean? So don't yeah. hold me to that. I got to do some thinking on that. You know what I mean? All right, I, I just because Ziggler just won the title, you know, and I know, I know, I would miss and all, so I was like, kind of hoping, yeah. Uh, I, I, I hope that I hope Ziggler keeps it. I do, but how many yeah. title, how many titles, actual belts are you gonna have on SmackDown? That's the only thing, you know what I mean? Because that cruiserweight yeah. title's going there, you know what I mean? I have my opinion. Kalisto's getting it, you know. So I think you got to look at it like that too, you know. How many is gonna be there? Dan, thank you for calling all the way from Denmark. Appreciate that. Uh, so we got a few minutes left here on the show. Uh, I'm looking at the. Um, I think I'm looking at. No, I'm not looking at it. I thought I was looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong thing on Facebook Live. Oh, what, what the hell? Still trending. Taz is still trending. Trending Jones throughout the almost the whole show. I think Seg One. Did we start trending or Seg Two? Uh, about midway through Seg One. Yes. Okay, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, right there. I mean, it's a big deal. That's a big deal. I mean, uh, people uh, people need to realize how awesome it is, and that you guys, it's because you guys do it. I, I'm, I, you guys make the show trend, and I'm very happy about that. Thank you for that. I appreciate the love and the support of the show every day. I'm done with the tablets. So that's awesome, really. I mean, I think that's great, seriously. Uh, let me look at the Facebook Live here. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Give me a second. Uh, okay, I got it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got the fast internet. I got 675 LP die NL ligaments on my computer. Quick draw McGraw Jones. Yes, yeah, quick draw McGraw. Remember him? Yeah. You do remember him? Yes, I do. You know who I'm talking about? The cartoon. No. No. Wasn't there a cartoon, Quick Draw McGraw? What do you mean, no? No. I'm talking, there probably was. I'm talking about the wrestler. No, that I don't remember. Rick McGraw. Okay. He's shorter guy, muscular guy. He worked like when, like, back in the. Late seventies at WWF mm. when like Bruno Sammartino was champ and oh, yeah yeah GTS it when you get a chance Rick McGraw wrestler yeah I think he might have had a neck injury broke his neck or something in the ring I can't remember something happened to him but he was a uh, 
He, Very uh, good worker. He passed away in 1985. Oh, he actually. did. Yeah, yeah yes. he passed away early at 30. Mm. Did he get hurt? Did they say anything? They got hurt in the ring, like a bad injury. Um. Check that out. Yeah, chill on the, yeah, let me check that out. Yeah, good. We'll take your time. No, no. Uh, he adopted the name Quick Draw in oh, reference to the cartoon character Quick Draw <laughs> McGraw. Uh, and on a 1985 episode of Championship Wrestling, he was a guest on Piper's Pit, and he was supposed to wrestle him a few days later, and then he passed away okay. before the match. I remember him. He was a muscular guy, shorter guy, uh, a kick-ass worker. I mean, he was good, man. And, and right after the death, uh, Piper headlined the show to benefit McGraw's family. That's very cool. That's very cool. Oh, look at this. Joe Joyner said, I think it was against Piper. Yeah, he was Joe Joyner on yep. a Facebook Live. He's, got he's, it. he's on top of it. Mm-hmm. See, some fans know. Some they know. fans know. And Love the old school fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a long time ago. But uh, uh, Lizette Austin, she said, yes, there was a cartoon called Quick, uh, Quick Draw McGraw. Uh, he was a horse. I'm just saying, why am I talking about the cartoon? I got five minutes left in the show. <sighs> anyway, so uh, again, thanks for getting the show trending, everyone. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, look at this guy, Scott Bo- Bozzo, B-O-S-O. Taz and Cole surprise commentators on SmackDown. Huh. <laughs> he's talking about tonight? Yeah, he must be. SmackDown 900, that's what he's referring to? Or maybe he's watching WWE Network, I don't know. I think he might be referring... 2002 from Boise, Idaho. That would be interesting. Actually, I've been to Boise many times and called the SmackDown there. Um, oh, interesting. Wow. Douglas Davis Jr., file cabinet Jones. Yeah, he gets it. He's, he knows when I file things under that file. That means I don't care about it. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's the deal. So, look, I, I got to figure this other thing out, too, about uh, I got some stuff going on later on. I'm very busy. Keep an eye on my uh, Twitter later, guys, at official Taz with one Z. I might tweet some stuff later. That's interesting. We shall see. Uh, you know, it might be, uh, might be interesting. Just maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Elmer Navaretti said, Taz with two Zs, ZZ, coming back. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Rollin Flawless Flawless said, 205 Live with Taz and Harvard. (laughs) That's funny. He copied my Harvard gimmick. Yeah. Uh, You never know. Um, (laughs) I'm just just like, you know. Uh, Oh, Lozenzo Espinano said, TNA Dun Jones. Why? I don't think they're done. And what was that name again? I said his name wrong. Laziano Espinala. He said, TNA Dun Jones. I. Something happened. I mean, is that, like, I don't think so. We just had Mike Johnson on. He's on no. top of the news. He's on no. the cusp of everything that's famous in the wrestling business. He knows everything. He must be referring to your Corgan uh, conversation you had with him. Oh, yeah. Come on. I don't know. I don't know if the, that's not really. I don't know if that's really. <laughs> that's not really. Slamming bods and beyond. So uh, that's the deal. So look, tomorrow um, we will do a, uh, well, I, not we. I don't have a mouse in my pocket. I'm going to do a... Uh, <laughs> I'll do my best effort to give you a SmackDown 900 uh, React gimmick. And again, we got the big special coming up, uh, three-hour special live, Survivor Se- right after Survivor Series on CBS Sports Radio, 11 p.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. Uh, 11 p.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. Let me mm-hmm. try it again. 11 p. to 2 a. Eastern. There you go. Dang, got it. Uh, we do that. I will do, do that uh, this Sunday. <clears throat> 
And I'll get you guys a list. We'll tweet it. I'll talk about it on the show over the next couple of days. The affiliates all over the United States <clears throat> of um, where the show will be carried uh, on all the different CBS broadcasts, <clears throat> excuse me, and terrestrial radio stations. And some of them will be joined in progress. Some will be JIP. Yep. Uh, there's those watching the graphic. You can see the there's the graphic for the three hour special. And, uh, you know, you guys that are real fans of the Taz show know that we've done this before. We've done it with the uh, SummerSlam. I'm sorry, with SummerSlam. Yes. And we've done it with WrestleMania. So uh, Trey Womack said tongue tied Jones. Hmm. Hmm. Must be talking to me. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? I don't know. I might be tongue-tied Jones trending like a son of a bitch. Ah, yes. <laughs> Could be that. <laughs> uh. Still trending. Taz is still yeah. trending. Taz for the Hall of Fame 2017, John Martinez said. Hall of Fame, EC dub. I doubt it. Outspoken Jones. I don't know if they, I don't know if they would do that with me. I don't know. I don't think they would. This is not. This is the, just. This is the long thing that's been going on here, on the Taz show. I'm telling you, it's just. It's a long thing. I just sometimes my mouth gets ahead of my ass and I fall down. It's happened to me. I'm just telling you, it happens. Day, night, cold, hot. All right, so look, that's a wrap, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I want to thank Mike Johnson for coming on with the PW uh, Insider Report. Very much on that. Whoa, we're hot. We're hot. Yo! I want to thank him for that. Uh, also, appreciate you guys getting the show trending. Very nice of you guys. Uh, that's awesome. So uh, we will uh, be back out here tomorrow with the Taz Show. Kicking ass. And again, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed some of my thoughts and opinions on Raw. Sorry we're rapping early. Again, some business stuff that needs to be tended to. Oh, good stuff. Uh, for everybody here at the Taz Show, I'm Taz, you're not. See you tomorrow. Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids' meal, play ball at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture Don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So going for another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go Since I was shooting hoops, no issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and